This is Aging by the Bay, here to provide families in the San Francisco Bay Area pertinent information about healthy aging practices and services. Your host is Ajay Sani of Comfort Care Home Care. Good morning and welcome everyone to Aging by the Bay, where we provide families in the San Francisco Bay Area relevant information about healthy aging practices and services. I'm your host, Ajay Sani from Comfort Care Home Care. With Comfort Care, you can give your loved ones the best life possible thanks to compassionate care that helps them live with dignity and respect in the comfort of their own homes. Find out more at comfortcare.com or call us at 1-800-886-4044. At Aging by the Bay, we talk about joys and some of the challenges of growing older in the Bay Area. We talk to experts about what they see happening as people age, as well as the services that are available that you or your loved ones may not be aware of. Today, I'm very excited to have Eileen Rose. She has been in the senior industry since graduating from the University of the Pacific for about eight years now. She started working for a large senior living developer and had the opportunity to open two senior living communities in the area. She is the Director of Sales at Sunrise of Pleasanton Senior Living and has been there since day one. Eileen states that, I feel that I can connect with people on a deeper level and guide them through this journey of finding their loved ones forever home. Good morning, Eileen. How are you doing today? Good morning, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. And it's a lovely day. We had some rain, which is good. California needs rain. And today is a nice, sunny morning. Yeah, it's beautiful out. So today, actually, I want to start with asking you a question in relation to when we age. We are used to living in our homes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we are comfortable, the situation comes like that, that we need to have some supervision. Because if we are living without any supervision, it can become very challenging for seniors at times based on the health conditions and all that. So what are the typical options for our elderly population to overcome such challenges? Well, the two two options, you know, well of is in-home care and also senior living community. Mm-hmm. Um, it varies as far as who's a good fit for senior living, who's a good fit for um, in-home care. Oftentimes when I meet with families that are inquiring for their loved one and they kind of give me a scenario uh-huh. of what their loved one needs, um, even though I am working for a senior living community, I find sometimes that it is a good fit for the loved their loved one to stay in home. So mm-hmm. it really depends on the kind of care a resident needs. If a resident is needing 24-7 care or, let's say, a secure neighborhood like memory care, mm-hmm. that's when I encourage the family to really look into senior living. But the biggest um, hurdle I find is competing with their loved one's home because they've been there oftentimes 50, 60 years. Right. And no one wants to leave their home. Um, So that's the hardest challenge is having families um, overcome that. So true, so true. And at that time, it's it's more like giving them options, informing them what is best for them. Exactly. Yeah. And moving out of our homes can really be overwhelming and 
for all of us actually even when yes. we need to make a move we need to relocate yes. we we get like overwhelmed there are so many you know to do list and all that but it becomes more difficult for seniors also because there is a feeling of uncertainty and fear of yes. the unknown okay exactly. i'm moving to a community what may happen and what do you have to say to people who are reluctant mm-hmm. just because they are not aware of the many benefits that they will get if they move into a community yeah when i meet with families oftentimes um when families come to me i'm meeting with the adult child mm-hmm. so the adult child normally likes to tour a couple of places and narrow the search and if that um mom or dad um or spouse is cognitive enough mm-hmm. and wants to be included of course i highly recommend the family to bring their loved one in to the community to see what life looks like in senior living mm-hmm. um oftentimes uh the population that's moving in now has this negative view of senior living as it's sterile um depressing there's nothing going on mm-hmm. but once they come into the community and they see the life they see the activities they see people socializing um it does change a bit their mm-hmm. view of senior living um so that's what i definitely encourage yeah because it's just not you are living in a home as such there is all there's all the you know comforts of of what typically one can get at home but there is just more to it by being with the like-minded people by being like in in the environment where there are so many people who can take care of and yes. you don't have to cook exactly <laughs> or do laundry i mean when they're at home you know they're living alone they're really not socializing with anyone that's their that's their age so right. being in a senior community uh with other people that've had you know similar experiences that they can engage with and build friendships with i think is is beautiful um i recently moved in a resident who um has lived in his home for 50 plus years mm-hmm. and he was he was so scared to move in but the day he moved in i welcomed him with you know social distance arms uh-huh. and you know introduced him to all the residents and then the next day he was sitting there breakfast and joined a group of ladies and they were chatting for over an hour and that like warmed my heart like mm-hmm. seeing that mm-hmm. because he wouldn't have gotten that at home right right and also there are different types of communities right like yes. you know there can be small board and care to all like you know up to the memory care and and in between so how can people find out what type of community will work best for them yes i mean there's different options obviously doing your own research online there's referral agencies that mm-hmm. won't charge a fee that you can connect with such as you know a place for mom or other local agencies mm-hmm. um even if you were to go into any senior communities such as mine um even if a family does not know which way to go uh-huh. me personally i just like to guide them um i'm not trying to sell you know specifically sunrise if mm-hmm. i see that that person isn't going to be a good fit for senior living community mm-hmm. because maybe they like a smaller environment right. then i would recommend the boarding care homes which mm-hmm. uh, may be a better fit or um they're still you know very very independent but just need someone to be more of a companion then mm-hmm. i would say let's look at the in home care mm-hmm. um so i think pretty much 
everyone that's in this industry, at least for myself, has uh-huh. the heart to help. Yeah. So if you just go to a senior community and just need guidance, mm-hmm. um, that senior, the director of sales, such as myself, should be able to guide that family. Right. And also in a community, there are different levels, right? Independent yes. living assisted living mm-hmm. and memory care um you know independent living the they're obviously more active they don't want to maintain their home mm-hmm. or do you know housekeeping laundry things like that so they want to be an independent living community where they get you know a meal a day and then the social aspect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then assisted living is for residents that you know need some type of assistance with uh, daily care needs such as you know showers or uh, medication management and then memory care is for residents with, you know, memory loss that need a secure environment, um, more supervision, just because they're just not safe to live at home alone. Exactly, exactly. And it's important if they have the option uh, in terms of when they are selecting, they select the right place. And there are benefits, right? If if we are independent, then being in an independent yes. living is is a great benefit because then you are surrounded by seniors, mm-hmm. people who are active and they can play, do whatever they want to, chat, yes. go for a walk, all that stuff. Yes. And uh, then when a stage comes that they need more assistance, mm-hmm. they can just move in even in that same building or, yes. or like, you know, adjacent building yeah. to go to an assisted living. And then if they reach a stage where they need like 24-hour supervision or they they are at risk of running out because of dementia and all, they can yeah. go to the memory care. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of options out, out there, like you said, mm-hmm. for senior living. Um, it, it takes time. You know, oftentimes I work with families and it could take over a year. I mean, this is a most difficult decision families make so um, they definitely need guidance and 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 support exactly exactly and we are going through a very difficult time because of the pandemic yes now it's like you know middle of march it's like over over a year actually right i I think the shelter in place orders came around 16th march or something like that and and uh, yeah and uh, today being 20th so it's, uh, we have crossed a year and it has made it like very difficult just because we are isolated. We are not having that uh, social connection, meeting in person and all that. Yeah. And that was also somehow, and it was more in the beginning and even now some people are a little fearful because they feel going to a place where there are so many people who are living yeah. may not be that's safe and there is a risk we have like you know higher uh, probability of you know exposing ourselves yes however senior communities are taking extreme precautions to keep everyone safe yes so maybe it's a good time to let our listeners know and you can provide some examples of the protocols that are in place i mean going back a year ago it was so unknown Mm -hmm. we were all scared everyone was scared and you know because of that reason we shut down our communities every community stopped admitting people Mm -hmm. um because we were learning what to do we were Mm -hmm. learning what covid was um and as we learned more about it, that's when we started implementing extra um, safety precautions. So, for example, we would have, at, in the beginning, I mean, we started doing 
a weekly COVID test mm-hmm. and then went to monthly COVID test. Right. And, you know, just to make sure everyone was safe. Thankfully, our community um, last year only had one case. We were very lucky, mm-hmm. but a lot of other communities were hit pretty hard. Um, but extra safety precautions, you know, sanitizing more. Obviously, we sanitize, but sanitizing more and mm-hmm. more often. Mm-hmm. Um, we did this cool thing where it was called wipe it down. So uh-huh. three times a day, we would get on the, our walkie-talkies and say, okay, everyone, it's wipe it down time. Mm-hmm. We had a little song. Everyone, just for five minutes, would just grab a squirt bottle, the sanitizing solution, mm-hmm. and wipe it down. Um in addition, we made sure that we were taking residents' temperatures twice a day. We were logging all of that, mm-hmm. just looking for any signs or symptoms of anyone that had COVID. The employees were trained that if you had any signs to please call to not come in, mm-hmm. to stay home in quarantine for 14 days. And I really feel that was beneficial for our entire community um, because, thankfully, you know, we didn't lose anyone. Mm-hmm. But as the months are going on, and we're in this new year and things are changing with the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. We had that done um, about a month and a half ago. So, nice. Yes. So thankfully, 98% um, of our residents have been vaccinated. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. With the goal, obviously, of 100, but, you know, things happen. And as new residents move in, we're requiring that um, they get COVID tested mm-hmm. to be negative. And at this time, thankfully, seniors are being vaccinated. So I think that's really helping Mm -hmm. um, also loosen things up possibly. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Yeah. And uh, it's it's good to know like what all uh, you have been doing at Sunrise Pleasanton. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you like most about Sunrise Pleasanton, not just related to COVID, but in general, even before that. And, uh, you know, there are so many options out there in the market. So why do you think people should pick Sunrise Pleasanton? Yeah, I think um, because we really champion the qualities of life for all seniors. Mm -hmm. So that's really like our motto right there. Um, when I was looking at where to work, you know, Sunrise is a really good company. Mm-hmm. It's um, throughout the U.S., U.K., and Canada. It's it's basically, I think, the leader in senior living. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, Sunrise of Pleasanton, um, what really sets us apart is, you know, we have three neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We call them neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Assisted Living, Terrace Club, and reminiscence. So okay. what sets Sunrise of Pleasanton apart from other local communities is the two neighborhoods, Terrace Club and Reminiscence. Mm-hmm. So those two neighborhoods are in memory care. Mm-hmm. They're secure. However, I would describe Terrace Club as kind of like a middle neighborhood between assisted living and the traditional memory care. Got it. So Terrace Club, I would describe a resident being in that neighborhood as pleasantly confused. Okay. They, you know, have dementia. They suffer from memory loss, but they're still able to, you know, engage in activities Mm -hmm. and, you know, find their way to their apartment, uh, you know, socialize with other residents. They're not to the extent of moderate to enhance memory loss like Mm -hmm. someone in reminiscence would be. So it's nice because when I meet with families, you know, obviously they're 
touring many communities, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. You know, see what's out there. You have to really go and tour and see what feels right for you. And you just get this feeling when you go into a community. And oftentimes families will know immediately mm-hmm. this is the right fit or Oh my God, I have to leave. But, um, when families tour, they tell me, Eileen, I toured this memory care for my mom or dad. My mom's not that, not that advanced. She's mm-hmm. not to that step, to that level yet. And that's where Terrace Club comes in. And it's like, woo, it's like they're just so happy that mm-hmm. we have that middle area to cater to those people. Um, so. That's something that's great about Sunrise of Pleasanton and really, you know, just the location. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, if you haven't been to Pleasanton, it's a very nice place to live. The surrounding areas, you know, you see the foothills, you can see Mount Diablo. It's very beautiful Mm -hmm. and and safe. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, the programming that we offer, you know, Mm -hmm. we do a lot of uh, special activities to cater to, you know, someone's well-being, you know, Arts and crafts. We do charity things, um, sewing blankets for um, kids in the hospital, just different things like that to engage every type of resident. So when a resident moves mm-hmm. in, they're not just, you know, room 202. They're, you know, Sally Sue and she enjoys knitting and she, and she loves chocolate cake. And we know that about our residents. Mm-hmm. We get to meet them. And when we meet them, we do an assessment and get to know them on a deeper level. Not not just they're right. a resident that needs, you know, three showers a week, but we like to engage with them more because, you know, they had a beautiful life and we want to make sure that they, you know, feel that they can continue that and get a good quality care at Sunrise. That's that's really good. And I like the part that you mentioned, uh, the in-between. Yeah. Um, because it also... The quality of life, if it's good, yes. then it can help not speed up and go into the advanced stage of dementia. Because exactly. if we are happy, generally, if we are happy, we are living a good life. Yeah. It just helps the overall health. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with that. And, you know, sadly, during COVID, a lot of residents had to, to isolate in their apartments. Mm-hmm. And... I saw firsthand the change in people, people that were in assisted living Mm -hmm. that were active and doing well. And then a few months later, we were talking about moving them to memory care because Mm -hmm. of the decline. It, I can't express how heartbreaking it is to see that for our residents. Um, but you know, as far as memory care goes, you know, Terrace club, the middle neighborhood, Mm -hmm. um, is is a good fit and i think that you know making sure that when a resident moves into senior living when we do an assessment a nursing assessment we're making sure that they're being placed appropriately Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and that's why sometimes i meet with families and a resident is kind of on the fence i'm like they could be assisted living Mm -hmm. they could be memory care but they're not full dementia, can't do things, need step-by-step cueing. So that's the nice part about Terrace Club is just it gives us that middle area for the people that can fit in that neighborhood. Right, right. And it's very important to have, you know, people along with you who are in the same boat. So then the 
activities that they can do they all can do together there is yeah. more to relate to there is more to talk to and more to connect and that's what uh, it's it's all about creating good moments and that's how yeah. you create moments by ha- by having people in the same boat in yes. the same familiar situation health wise exactly i mean because a resident that is you know like i said described as pleasantly confused just mm-hmm. m- beginning to moderate stage of memory loss going back to what you were saying putting them in a full blown memory care that would probably lead to them declining more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you mentioned, like, you know, how you guide and all that. Yeah. It's a a question came to my mind that from a family point of view, when they don't have experience, like what it would be and all that, it, it always makes sense to visit the place. Yes. Have a look. And also... As you mentioned, visit more than one places, mm-hmm. but should there be like you know just stop in because if we are yeah. scheduling an appointment, then yeah. a facility may be presenting the best possible picture at yeah. that point of time. So, is is there a provision that you know people just walk in and then they they um, see what's going on and all that? Well, you know, in the good old days yeah. before COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, most communities will accept drop-ins. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes people would just come on in and say, I'm looking to tour. And as long as, you know, I was available or another director was available, we would give them a tour right then and there. Okay. If I'm working on a report and a tour comes in mm-hmm. and is inquiring, I would drop everything because mm-hmm. they're priority. Um, now, because of, you know, what's going on with right. COVID... We don't accept drop-ins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be different for other communities. It's only because we want to monitor who's coming in the building. building yeah. Um, so it, it changes things. But I do see us going back to the good old days where families can't just pop in. I mean, mm-hmm. that is true. When We do like to know when tours are coming because I want to make sure, you know, my model room is unlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to see a specific area, it's nice to, you know, make sure those areas are clean or just just different things. But, I mean, sometimes you may do all of those things and unexpected events happen, and that's Mm -hmm. just life at senior living. Every moment, every day is different, Yeah, and that's what they'll expect if their mom or dad move in anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's also, I guess, in good old old days or pre-pandemic, it was was more possible even, like, one can go and meet yeah. Um, the residents. Exactly. Get, like, you know, direct feedback, how they're yeah. feeling, how the staff is. Yeah. Because it's just not about, like, you know, people who are dealing, like, intake and all that, but more, um, like, support, what what is the overall support system? Yeah. I mean, when I would meet with families, you know, so basically when you, when I meet with the family, I call it my discovery process. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I sit with them. Sometimes we'll sit for 20 minutes to an hour. What, however long it takes, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I treat every family member as if they they don't know anything about senior living, right. and I, you know, since I'm the expert, I want to guide them. Um, and during that discovery process, I really 
determine what their needs are, what they're looking for, and then cater the tour to what their needs are. If they say, my mom really enjoys, um, you know, playing bingo. So then I would say, okay, well, let's invite your mom in for bingo. Mm-hmm. Or my mom really loves, uh, you know, tacos. Oh, we're having taco night. Invite your mom for mm-hmm. taco night. So those were the good times where we can do those things. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. right now that's not happening. But like I said, I feel very strongly that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. We'll get to that point. Um, however, I'm become very creative where if their mom says they like a specific food, I'll have our chef make that and deliver it to their home, let's say. Mm-hmm. So they're right. not, they're not getting the same feel, but at least they're, you know, getting something. Um, so we're definitely trying to be creative during COVID times for sure. Yeah. And also the virtual tours. Can we take virtual tours? Yeah. I mean, some families still feel uncomfortable coming in. Mm-hmm. I offer in-person tours at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think in-person should be the number one choice mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. get that feeling. But some families still are reluctant, which I totally respect. So mm-hmm. I do offer virtual tours um, so they can, you know, see the model rooms or I can introduce um, our nurse or a caregiver. So that's another option, too. Yeah, and it also helps in a way that if when they are evaluating, they can spend less time and get like the first round, the yeah. first period, right? And, yeah, and that's then they true. Can, then they can decide, okay, no, I really like it, and I want to see, and I want to come in person. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's definitely there. So very useful information, mm-hmm. Eileen. Yes, thank you. So... Any final thoughts or suggestions you have for our listeners? Yeah, I would just advise, you know, anyone that's looking for senior living, in-home care, or, you know, just needs advice. I mean, I'm definitely one that likes to guide people and just support people. And like I said, most communities, if you just pop in or call, they're willing to guide you. Um, it's very stressful and, you know, it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more than happy to... To, to guide anyone, counsel someone if they need advice or just um, support. Um, you can reach me at Sunrise of Pleasanton. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go on to sunriseseniorliving.com. We have many sunrises in the area. And, you know, there's other beautiful communities as well. So I definitely highly encourage you to, you know, do your research, even print out some questions and be mm-hmm. prepared to ask those questions. Um, I actually enjoy when a family comes in with a set of questions mm-hmm. and I think that also will prove to you if that person that's working at the senior community is you know educated on what they can provide to make sure you're getting the right guidance because um, like I said you know your loved one is everything you want to make sure you're finding the right fit for them absolutely absolutely yeah and I think it's also a case of planning and advance because yes. you don't want at the last minute that okay something is going wrong and I need it tomorrow right yes that's a one thing I would have to highly recommend is do not wait for something bad to happen if mom or dad had a fall most likely they might have another fall and it's and it's going to continue happening so be prepared do your research I can't stress that enough I know I don't have a crystal ball to tell you but mm-hmm. I've, I've known this you know for so many years where I work with families and you know, their mom had a fall and they're like, well, well, you know, she's fine. We'll keep her at home. You know, she broke her hip. She's fine. And then they call me five months later and say, we need, we need, we need memory care. We need assisted living. And then they're in a rush. So I really think it's good to just, 
you know, take baby steps, but be prepared. Have a couple communities that you like. Take a tour. Have your mom or dad visit um, because you don't want to run into a situation where, you know, you love a specific community mm-hmm. and, oh, they don't have any availability. So now you're stuck going to your second choice, let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's good to really be prepared. Absolutely, because if we are not planning well, then we may be forced to pick whatever is available out there rather than our, you know, even second choice may not be available if you're not planning. Yeah, that's true. This is excellent information, Eileen. I really appreciate you sharing uh, what you are doing at at Sunrise um, in Pleasanton. And uh, also, I think this information will help our listeners wherever they are, even if they are not in Pleasanton, they are in other parts of the Bay Area, at least give an overall overview. That's how to plan and that's how to look for the best place uh, for their loved ones. Thank you. I appreciate this. So listeners, thank you for joining us on Aging by the Bay today. This show was brought to you by Comfort Care. We hope that you enjoyed the show and you may subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud and also you can find this show and also the previous shows on our website agingbythebay.com. We love your feedback and so please leave your comments. If you have any question for our featured guest or want to become a featured guest, please contact us by sending us an email at info at agingbythebay.com. So we'll be back next time in two weeks. Until then, you take care and have a wonderful and safe weekend. This has been Aging by the Bay with Ajay Sani, addressing issues on aging and services for the elderly community. Join us again next week for Aging by the Bay.